Hello, and welcome to the Cannabis Nation podcast, where we help guide you through the wonderful and complex world of cannabis by shedding light on your burning questions and dankest desires. I'm Nick. And I'm Susan. And this is our third episode. Number three. Way to be. We're just going to, yeah, we're going to just celebrate every single episode. As well, we should, and every day that we've given on this earth. Amen. (laughs) Amen. So, this episode, we're uh, doing the first installment of the Prohibition series on the Controlled Substances Act. But before we get to that, uh, we are going to do an update on Vapocalypse again, uh, yeah. give you some more details and some more numbers. and yeah. uh, Then we're going to launch into stuff. this. Yep, yep. and we're going to go into the Prohibition. Uh, and then we're going to talk about this awesome new legislation, so the Moore cool. Act, uh, going into the federal government yes. right now. Um, the, the wheel is moving, people. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's awesome stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, we'll get to the best part of the show. My favorite part of the Mine show. Too. Our review. Yes, and also the, the most creatively named <laughs> section of our show, our review. Our review. Yes. First, we're going to give you the Vapocalypse update. And uh, I have to sing it. Vapocalypse. 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 Yep. It's time for the update for Vapocalypse. Well, Reuters, according to Reuters, U.S. health officials reported last Thursday, November 21st, 2019, 2,290 confirmed cases of Evoli and five more deaths, making the total death 47 so far this year. I think that my feet just got more moist hearing you say Evoli. <laughs> I'm telling you, it sounds like a foot cream and not a lung disease. <laughs> I, I just felt my feet getting more I moist. No, you more did not feel the fear of a lung disease. No, or dry feet. No, right. <laughs> right, I'm telling you. I myself experienced a case of Ivali earlier this week where I accidentally took a hit of rubbing alcohol instead of water that was rubbing alcohol. Oh, my God. In your bong? In the bong. Oh, my God. Did you die? No, so I thought I was going to die. It was just another life alert moment. I went outside. (laughs) You need to get a life alert. I grab my phone and I go outside so my neighbors can see me (laughs) back. Oh my god, disaster preparedness 101 with Susan. And I was not thinking Evoli. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. So, yeah. Um, so, Nick, tell them the latest. Yeah, so uh, Louisiana became the newest state to report a death from the illness, uh, but of course, <laughs> Illinois is still the. Highest, my people. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those Huffiner boys were just right across the way there in Wisconsin and selling a lot. Apparently, they had a lot of customers in Illinois because yeah, yeah. Five deaths so far and 187 illnesses in yeah. that state alone. That's one state, and there's <laughs> you know there there these are these cases are spread across the entirety of the United yeah. States. Yeah. Um, oh, so Nick, tell them the news. What's what? I love this, you guys. This is great. So a White House spokesman said last Wednesday, uh, President Donald Trump will host a meeting on vaping at the White House this Friday. Oh, my God. Does he even know what vaping is? Does he even give a shit about... (laughs) 
anybody what? this? Like, how did? Why how is did he, they get him there? Did they tell him they were going to be cheeseburgers? They probably there? did. I think that's well, how they. Yeah. Have, that's what they have to do to get him to any meeting they, nowadays. Is just like golf. Yep. Or cheeseburger. Melania, <laughs> are they going to serve me a cheeseburger in this meeting with this vape thing? Melania, what's a what's vape? <laughs> get your. Get Jared in here. I need something explained to me about this vaping thing. Can I build a wall around it? <laughs> so, Nick, when is this meeting being held? Uh, yeah, so this Friday, um, and there's, there's going to be a bunch of different people there, apparently, you know, uh, vaping industry people, public health representatives. Wow. I wish... I yeah. was one of them. This meeting is being held Friday, November 29th this year. So I can't, I, I want to be the fly on the wall, but we will definitely get back to you on what this brainchild gives birth to. I mean, I just can't tell exciting. you how much, I can't tell you how much money I would pay to like be a part of this meeting and just like watch Donald Trump fall asleep. Because yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine he cares at all. Oh, no. No, no, um, no. So now we'll get into the... Uh, now, that was our Vapocalypse yes, update. Vapocalypse uh, update. Once again, as it continues, well, we will provide more information for you. Yeah. Uh, but we're going into uh, the Prohibition Series Episode 1. One, one, one. Controlled Substances Act. Yes. So we're going to do a bunch of different episodes on the Prohibition Series. Not necessarily mm-hmm. all in a row. We no. might space them out. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is the start of it. So we felt that it was important to give you all a basically of the land in a national sense as to where cannabis stands federally today, how like how we got here, and, you know, we're the Cannabis Nation podcast. So we so. felt it was important to talk about things like this. And we're not going to do it in chronological order because mm. that would bore even Nick and I. Yes. So we're going to do things that are pertinent to what's happening in our time right now yeah. in the nation. Yeah, and as it stands... Cannabis is illegal federally because of the Controlled Substance Substance Act. Act. So we're going to talk about that. So let's get into it. Uh, The Controlled Substance Act, Title II of the Comprehensive Drug Abuse Prevention and Control Act of 1970, is the legal foundation of the government's fight against the abuse of drugs and other substances. Uh, This law is a consolidation of numerous laws regulating the manufacture and distribution of narcotics, stimulants, Depressants, hallucinogens, anabolic steroids, and the chemicals used in the illicit production of controlled substances. Yeah, so lots of different things. Even not just the drugs themselves, but how you make the stuff you use to make them. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The act also provides a mechanism. I'm sorry, could you say baby laxative? (laughs) Baby laxative? Is that on there? Where's baby lax? Oh, wait. I think that's with cocaine. Okay. Right? Um... The act also provides a mechanism to add, delete, or change the schedule of a drug. Yeah. Uh, a substance may be petitioned, petitioned by any association, agency, company, interest group, and or concerned citizen. Yeah, pretty, pretty much, much anyone. Yeah. Anyone. Like, your little sister. You, yeah. me, Our Wookiee here. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> There's the a Wookiee Wookie. in the, yeah. Yeah. Carpet Wookiee uh, is yeah. what we're going to refer to Even Susan's him. dog as. Yeah. yeah. I'll say, when a petition is received by the DEA, the agency begins its own investigation on the drug. The legislation created five schedules with varying qualifications for a substance to be included in. Two federal agencies, the Drug Enforcement Administration, or DEA, and the Food Drug Administration, or FDA, determine which substances are added to or removed from the various schedules. 
The statute passed by Congress created the initial listing and sometimes scheduled other substances through legislation. Yeah, not just the drugs themselves and not even just the stuff to make drugs. They've added other yeah. substances, some probably like bomb components and stuff oh. like that. <laughs> I would hope so. I, I'd imagine, so. or maybe that has its own list. Maybe that's ATF. I was just going to yeah. say, isn't that? Yeah, the yeah. Al- yeah. yeah. So, classification decisions are required to be made on criteria, including potential use for abuse. Which this is interesting. That's an undefined term. How do you? <laughs> how do you have a criteria that is an undefined term? <sighs> so only in the government. So yeah. And then also, and that's for fifty years. <laughs> it's been undefined for some fifty years. <laughs> they haven't gotten around to it. No, yet. it's not important. No, no, no. Now and then, also currently accepted medical use and treatment in the United States. These, this is the, also the criteria, and then international treaties. Yeah. Okay, and so international treaties are things that we have determined with other countries that nobody wants to see cross borders. Like yeah. you guys just keep that over there. We don't want any yeah. of that over here. Yeah, that includes like the Opium Convention or whatever it was called in the early 1900s and uh, all these different things. Uh-huh. But yeah, so you know a lot of their well, uh, it might cause a war if yeah. we <laughs> are okay with these drugs. So. Yeah. So, yeah, and there's different stuff from different countries that we probably can't even get here. Yeah. So, break down the schedule here for us. Yeah, yeah. so the uh, a quick rundown of the scheduling system and the five levels of it. Schedule 1 uh, is the, has high – all these drugs on Schedule 1 have high potential mm-hmm. for abuse. They have no accepted medical use. The drugs are not safe to use even under medical supervision. Right. It's just – and. It, you know, almost guarantee for addiction is is what I don't know. I defy you to go down to a shaman there in South America and say this peyote thing. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's under supervision for heaven's sake. I mean, that's a, such an interesting thing. Is the only drugs that are on Schedule One that you know the majority of people will you know recognize what the name is are yeah. things like marijuana, yeah, LSD, uh, LSD peyote, peyote. Uh, you know, psilocybin or magic mushrooms, yeah. you know, just psychedelics pretty much solely and then marijuana. Crazy. But Crazy. so schedule 2 is also high potential for abuse for these drugs. They are sometimes allowed uh, uh, to be uh, used for medical use but only with severe restrictions. Again, you're going to need a shaman. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, abusing the drug can cause severe physical and mental addiction, so that's where the severe restrictions come from. Right. Now schedule 3 through 5 um, for potential for abuse are medium to lowest. And they all three do have medical uses, and then all three have varying um, severity of mental or physical addiction, but pretty low on the scale, actually. Yeah. So, and as Nick was pointing out, like a lot of these are, are you know, your pharmaceutical prescriptions. Yeah, drugs, yeah, right? yeah. The three through five is where 90% of our pharmaceuticals or our prescription drugs lay yeah. right now. Right. But, like, yeah, so, I mean, just to hark back one second, you know, um, like we said, Schedule 1 is like marijuana and psychedelics. Schedule 2 is cocaine and heroin <laughs> and methamphetamines yeah. and yeah. like all these drugs that we know that destroy Horrible. people and yeah. ruin lives. Ruin lives. A below on the scheduling list. Then marijuana and psychedelics. Crazy. Absolutely insane. Yeah. But anyway. So Who this, passed this? It was the 91st United States Congress that passed it in 1970. And our 37th president, Richard Nixon, signed it. 
Or Tricky Dick. Yeah, he was later referred to as Tricky Dick. Yeah. And I love this. His name is Richard, but he preferred to be called Dick. I just call it like it is. Okay, so I'm just going to say, when somebody tells you who they are, believe them. <laughs> okay. Well, Dick's a good name, you know? It's a, it's a strong, strong name. It's a hard oh name. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Dick is a hard name. You're going to find out why. <laughs> you know what? Just call me Hard Dick. Oh, God. All right. And what drugs are on it? Well, a plethora, really. Too many to list in this podcast. It's a cornucopia of at least 80 or so narcotics, stimulants, depressants, hallucinogens, antibiotics, antibiotic. Oh, gee, many Chris. You you infected me with your bad speech. I I was just trying to correct you, and I said, Anabolic. Anabolic steroids and chemicals used in the illicit protection of controlled substances. I double dog dare anybody to say that 10 times fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots, so yeah, lots and lots and lots and lots and lots Too of stuff. Too many. You probably haven't heard of 90% of the chemicals and drugs that are on the schedule. Oh my system. God. Yeah. Um, Some of them come from place. Africa. Yeah. Which again is why we probably have treaties and we haven't seen any of these things. Yeah, like small <laughs> tribes in Africa that use this weird bark of this one yeah. tree and it's do crazy. this weird process with it and creates a psychedelic drug, but nobody on the rest of no. the planet, <laughs> planet uses it or even yeah. knows about it. Even though, because we have those treaties. But yeah. just in case it ever makes it onto our streets. Here's a, it's to, on the list, Dig, name it on the yeah, schedule. Yeah, so. Uh, okay, so why did they create said schedule? Well, the official line on this was that the drug laws prior to this act weren't adequate to to address the illegal use of these legal ma- legally manufactured drugs. You know, they, they had, uh, like, like amphetamines and barbiturates. Oh, Jesus. You know, the they, 70s. <laughs> absolutely amazing, you know. It was, it, you know, it was technically illegal to abuse them, but they had no laws in place to actually punish people or enforce it or oh anything like that. So while you could only get it from your doctor if you had a prescription, sure. but you could get it off the streets. Mrs. Herberwitz was selling them out of the sewing room in the and back. And bless her heart. <laughs> bless her heart for it, you know. I've got those, and they're in blue, pink, and white. <laughs> the blue ones are buzzy, the pink ones are lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That's a new character. I don't know who that I like, is. That's Mrs. Herbowitz yeah. right there. She's fun. Okay. So the real reasons are hotly debated. And shall we? We shall. Yeah. It should come to no surprise that the war on drugs was the creation of Richard Nixon. Smoke and Mirrors, a book by John Baum, reveals Richard Nixon's war on drugs to be largely a response to the anti-war and civil rights movement. Mm. Oh, my God. You mean... Controlling population with fear and propaganda. Yeah. Although in Nixon's day, the drug war was merely a police action, his administration defined a public policy on drug abuse that is still with us today. So in Nixon's time, the civil rights movement was in full swing. Oh, yeah. You know, it was it was huge. Yeah. H.R. Uh, Haldeman, the fourth White House chief of staff, who was in office from 69 to 73, uh, to his diary writes... President Nixon emphasized that you have to face the fact that the whole problem is really the blacks. Oh, my God. Jesus. 
He wrote this in his diary. Jesus. This is crazy. The key is to devise a system that recognizes this while not appearing to. Yeah, so the key is to devise a system that recognizes that I'm a racist without appearing to be a racist. Well, he would have gotten away for it if it weren't for those damn tapes. <laughs> and that pesky diary. And that he pesky wrote this diary. In his diary. He for posterity, <laughs> for God's sakes. Property of H.R. Haldeman. Do, Do not, not read, read or else. <laughs> yeah. That'll the, stop him. With the little lock on oh the little thing. Oh, my God. It's, it's Did he pink. have that around his neck? Oh, my God. His <laughs> little journal key. key. Oh. <laughs> That is so adorable. Okay. That is so adorable. Uh, keep it close to my heart, you <laughs> crazy bastard. Okay. Citizens were also calling for an end in the war in Vietnam, and Nixon wanted to break up their anti-war demonstrations. Mm. Baum points out the connection between marijuana and anti-war activism has been overstated, and that polls showed that only 25% of college students had even tried marijuana propaganda. Nixon wrote privately... They aren't as radical as most assume. Yeah. <laughs> but the connection was strong enough for Nixon to break up those demonstrations by raiding them with his DEA agents. So he said the DEA in, knowing full and well yeah. that it's ridiculous that he's yeah. raiding them for drugs. Yeah, he knows that this is bullcrap. He's bull just straight up... Yeah, yeah he's shit. propaganda God. all the way. I mean... Controlling the, populations. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, there's this excerpt. Uh, on December 21st in 1970, yeah. the king of rock oh and roll my God. visited the White House. Talk with Nixon. So this is an excerpt from Yeah, the yeah, this is an excerpt from the conversation. Mm -hmm. So Nixon says to the king, You know, those who use drugs are the protesters. You know, the ones who get caught up in dissent and violence. They're the same group of people. Mr. President. Elvis said. I'm on your side. I want to be helpful. And I want to help get people to respect the flag. Because that's getting lost. <laughs> <laughs> and then he got to the point. Sorry, I spit it. Mr. President, can you get me a badge from the Narcotics Bureau? Because <laughs> that's what he was really after. Yeah, whatever you say. Hey, can I get that badge? Hey, yeah. Oh I don't, I'll agree with whatever you say. Can I have that oh shiny? So, and he walked He walked into the... Oh, God, this He is walked great. into the White House, apparently, so in a vel purple velvet purple suit. Purple velvet. With a... Six inch wide, almost gold. You see belt. this thing? It's like what they heavyweight give wrestling when they win the championship. It is insane. <laughs> and of course, his Colt forty five. I mean, because in the White House, what what outfit isn't complete without an accessory of a Colt forty five <laughs> in the White House? Oh this my is God. my dress gun. This is my presidential gun. This yeah. is my politicking machine. Yeah. <laughs> It will, That's crazy. You know, Only in the 70s could you walk into the White House with a freaking Colt 45 <laughs> strapped in a purple velvet suit. Hey, hey Mr. President, can I have a badge? <laughs> hey, you want to see my gun? Look, it's real. Oops. Oh, we're going to have to get that hole patched in the ceiling. Uh, my my bad. Anyway, about my, that badge. My bad. About my, that badge. Yeah, well, apparently Presley was a collector of police badges. What? Oh, yeah, oh, again, yeah. only in the 70s. Can you imagine Is that like not writing illegal? a letter to all these different Please send me King of Rock and Roll a badge. All right, yeah, and isn't that great of police badges? And he was also a dope hound of legendary excesses. Which is just hilarious. Yes. So the real reason that he wanted this badge, this is great. So Priscilla Presley wrote in her memoir entitled Elvis and Me this quote. With federal narcotics badge, he believed he could legally enter any country both wearing guns and carrying any drugs he 
wished, end quote. That was, I mean, that's the motivation. He's talking to the president about people not respecting the, the flag. flag. You know, he was getting along. But, like, so this was just, like, a small expert, excerpt from the conversation. Apparently, he, they went on to talk about how El- Elvis went on to talk about how he was infiltrating uh, the... Hippies. Uh, yeah, the communist brainwashing she, and and yeah. the hippie culture. He'd and, been studying this yeah, stuff. Yeah, he'd been studying with them, and now they trust him, and he oh, has yeah. their trust on his side. He was just, he was just saying whatever Anything. he had to say to Nixon. So he could wear guns, <laughs> so he could carry drugs into to other any countries. country he wanted. Yeah, and so oh it came to pass God. that on the day Elvis Presley died of a drug overdose in 1977 on that toilet, he believed he was a credentialed special assistant to the Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs. Well... Unfortunately for him, it was only, oh, well, or fortunately, it was only an honorary title. <laughs> I'm sure that did not stop. Him I don't from, think it did. No, no. And he got well, half of fine. half about getting. He away didn't with even something. need the badge. No, he's the king of rock and roll. For God's sakes! All right. So officially, cannabis was placed in the Schedule One temporarily, and was supposed to be reconsidered after debate on its medicinal possibilities. Mm-hmm. Now, however, the secret tapes that Nixon made during his part of the time in the White House make it clear he strongly opposed marijuana legalization. He asked for a strong statement on marijuana against legalization. He also said, By God, we are going to hit the marijuana thing, and I want to hit it square in the puss. (laughs) I want to hit it against legalization and all that sort of thing. Square in the puss. Square in, in the, the puss. puss. What's with these presidents and the puss thing? Oh, my God. Leave the, the puss alone. we got a meeting in the White House. We're hitting things in the puss. What is happening here? I just, I mean, <laughs> I am never going to not find it hilarious that <laughs> Tricky Dick wants to hit it in the puss. <laughs> oh, my God. It's uh, oh, this man. shit writes itself. Seriously. I mean, seriously, we didn't make any of this up. This is direct quotes, people. Oh this is awesome. God. It's so great. Yeah. So yeah, Nixon also gave oversight of anti-drug efforts to the Attorney General. John Mitchell, who held the position at the time, created the schedule of drugs for the Controlled Substance Act. Uh, Mitchell later uh, later disgraced during the Watergate scandal included marijuana on the list of drugs with no medicinal benefit and a high probability of abuse and addiction. Congress approved the measure. It stayed there there ever since. I mean, what, 50 years later, we're still here? I know what you're thinking. It's the (laughs) 70s. Yeah. Nixon's crazy. Crazy. All these people. Everybody's crazy. crazy. (laughs) They created this ridiculous drug system. But then, wait, oh... Yeah. It's still in place today. 50, almost 50 years later. And marijuana is still considered one of the most dangerous, dangerous drugs with on no the planet. With no medicinal use. To our federal government. That's craziness. Uh, yeah, uh, why is it still there? Well, so, well, there have been a lot of attempts to remove it uh, from Schedule 1 listing. Um, I mean, even as early as 1972, which is, you know, two years after the act came into place, yeah. um, they, they, they uh, were trying to remove it from the listing. Yeah, 11 states even decreased criminalized cannabis in the 70s in response to this unfounded judgment on cannabis. Despite these attempts, the DEA, who Mm. has the final word on changes to the scheduling system, hasn't budged on it. Not a bit. The DEA has power over any petition, bill, or judge's ruling. Uh, yeah, there's been lots of rulings. Too. Yeah, there've been judges' rulings, like like calling for a change because you know it's found. Uh, 
illegal or unconstitutional or something. But yeah, they they can just say no. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> we're the we're the DEA. We don't yeah. have to. I'm, so, I'm, yeah. That's my ball, and I'm taking it. Yep. Okay. And hey, oh. that's my job. That's okay. my job. Don't take my job. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so there were there have been some uh, the most recent attempts at rescheduling uh, start uh, in 2014. There was a congressional hearing uh, where the deputy deputy director of the. F- at a congressional hearing in June 2014, the deputy director for regulatory programs at the FDA said the agency was conducting an analysis on whether marijuana should be downgraded at the request of the DEA. At the request of the yeah. DEA. And that's, you know, so that's not descheduling, that's rescheduling. Rescheduling, That yeah. means that they were seeing the validity of taking it from Schedule 1 and putting it into the schedules where it would be considered similar to other pharmaceuticals. Correct. Um, so, which, you know. Uh, the FDA enlisted the help of the Institute of Medicine as well as the Department of Health and Human Services to conduct a clinical review on marijuana. Yeah, the IOM said in their review, if there is any future for marijuana as a medicine, it lies in its isolated components, the cannabinoids and their synthetic derivatives. Isolated cannabinoids will provide more reliable effects than crude plant mixtures. Therefore, the purpose of clinical trials of smoked marijuana would not be to develop marijuana as a licensed drug, but rather to serve as a first step towards the development of non-smoked rapid-onset cannabinoid delivery systems. So, me and Susan are cannabis professionals. Yes, we are. We like to think that we are well-researched on cannabis. Yes, we do. And we would also say that that whole statement is total bullshit. Bull crap. It's bullshit. <laughs> it's total bullshit. Quote, isolated cannabinoids will provide more reliable effects no. than crude plant mixtures. No. 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 There, there is a well-known uh, thing called the, uh, the entourage effect yep. uh, re- relating to cannabis that essentially states that the more cannabinoids you can have in your mixture, the, the, the better. The more effective the they mixture is. They work together in tandem. Cannabis works better as a mixture than yeah. it does as an isolated in uh, its isolated components. Correct. However, we do have to understand that that is the basis of Western pharmacology. Yes. It is all based on the active ingredient and isolating components. Right. And, you so know, you can prescribe it to mm-hmm. people and you have some For idea specific of what uses, it is. Yes, correct. You know, whereas canna- you know, cannabis works best as a mixture that's for a variety of different uh, things and yes. it can benefit you in so many different so ways. So many different ways. Yeah. So it's. Yeah, it's, we both just, start. Bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. And I will say this too. I had a friend uh, who died of bone cancer and they gave him synthetic THC. Oh. And they were these little tiny white pills. And he gave me three of them and he said, Now, Susan, you know, I think you should maybe start out with half. You know, they're really potent. I was all. <laughs> really, Sid? You know, long I've been you smoking don't pot. Me. You don't know me. So I popped the whole one. And then uh, went back to the apartment. It took me about, you know, 25 minutes to get back to the apartment. I sat down on the linoleum floor with my back against the wall in the sit position, and I passed out for 12 hours in that Jesus. position. In that position. I woke up 12 hours like, <gasps> Where you probably I? couldn't move either. Where am I? Where am I? <laughs> Sitting on the floor. Where am I? What time is it? Yeah, and I'm oh, still in the sit totally position. Oh my it. god! Totally put me out. I did not enjoy the experience. Yeah. And the only other time that I ate the other two pills is when I had the flu and I was so I was so horrible in pain that I just wanted to pass out. Yeah. So I, I don't know what they're talking about. It's not a good time. No. Now, the Controlled Substance Act requires the Health and Human Services to consider eight. 
factors, okay, when they're scheduling. So could you list what that is? Yeah, so uh, actual or relative potential for abuse. Yeah. Scientific evidence of pharmacological effect. Mm -hmm. uh, Current scientific knowledge regarding the substance. History and current pattern of abuse. Scope, duration, and significance of abuse. Risk to public health. Yeah. Psychic. Yes. Or physiological dependence. Yeah. Psychic. Yeah. Okay. So, and I have to say that Nick looked this up in several different sources, and each one said this is the criteria. None psychic. of them said psychological no. or physiological. They all said, said psychic, psychic or physiological dependence. And I want to know what treaty we signed that I'm not getting the psychic drugs. We'll see <laughs> My just my biggest question is is do the drugs make you psychic right. or can the drugs read your mind? Oh, there's a good question. Now, anybody who's got any psychic drugs, please Twitter us or yeah, face, tweet us or po- post on Facebook something. Cannabis Nation Podcast at gmail.com. You please. can send us an email. <laughs> a link. I want some psychic, psychic drugs. drugs. Okay. Uh, and then the final one is the immediate <laughs> precursor of a substance that already that is already controlled. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, in August of 2016, the DEA reaffirmed its position and refused to remove Schedule One classification. Right now. The science doesn't support it, says Chuck Rosenberg, acting administrator of the DEA, citing a lengthy analysis conducted by the FDA. He said the decision is tethered to the science. Nick, what the... Where science! Is sci- Nick, I want to see this lengthy science! analysis. Who are the scientists? It's science! Who are, what? Re- I want to read this Magic! I mean Science! All right, we're going to have them on the next podcast. We're rounding these bastards up. <laughs> it's science! Yeah, so it's science that's telling you that marijuana is one of the most dangerous drugs on the planet. Really? No, right. Is that what it's telling Liar, you? Liar, pants on fire. Okay, now, that's where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, uh, we're going to lead into the most recent cannabis legislation. Yes. Uh, so which cool. is the MORE Act, or yeah. the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act, uh, brought up by uh, Representative Gerald Nadler, uh, Democratic in New York, mm-hmm. um, who interested, introduced the bill in uh, July of this year. Right. This bill would completely deschedule and decriminalize cannabis in the U.S., as well as expunge prior cannabis-related convictions, establish a 5% federal tax on cannabis and cannabis products that'll be used to create the Opportunity Trust Fund. This is so great. This fund would assist individuals disproportionately impacted by the war on drugs, provide loans to small businesses in the cannabis industry, and help those adversely impacted by the war on drugs, including job training and treatment for substance abuse. This is so awesome, you guys. No, it's so so all-inclusive when it comes to it, you know... um, do you know we can never uh, undo the, all the damage that's yeah. been done by the war on drugs? Yeah, but at sure. least they're making an effort to. Yeah, the ball is rolling. Yeah, you know. And now, consideration of the Moore Act was part of the deal to bring the Safe Banking Act to the floor of the House this September. Yeah. And like I say, once you start a money wheel, yeah, <clears throat> it's awfully hard to get it to stop. So I feel that they understand what's at stake here. Yeah. As far as money and resources. Totally, totally. Yeah. And, you know, they, uh, it's 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 super cool that we have two major pieces of cannabis uh, legislation. In right now. Yeah, in right now. That's huge. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, now they're going to be kicked, you know, down the 
the line, you know, it's got to go to revisions yeah. and it's one of the safe is going to be in the Senate. The more act still has to go through some judiciary committee, not and the then, different committees. Yeah. And right. then, you know, then yeah. they have to go sit on Mitch McConnell's desk for 200 for plus days. Whatever. Yeah. Like and then just on, block them completely. Yeah. And Mitch McConnell moves at a turtle's pace when it comes to stuff. Isn't that ironic? He, the man he looks, looks yeah. like a turtle. I'm sorry. On no, Wednesday, November 20th, the bill passed the House Judiciary Committee, like we were saying, 24 to 10, and now it continues on to the full house. Dum, dum, dum. dum. More to come. Yeah, and so we'll we'll keep you posted as this stuff is moving or not <laughs> yeah. through legislation. Probably more like not. Yeah. But we'll see. Fingers crossed. It's freaking awesome. But now we're on to our favorite part of the show. Our review. Our review. Yahoo! Once again, we are smoking (laughs) uh, the uh, from Golden Grams. We're smoking their Grapefruit Live Resin. It's some beautiful wax. It's got this awesome consistency halfway between... Um, wet sugar yes. and it rocks and sauce, sauce. and uh, mm. we're uh, so really excited stuff. to smoke it. Yeah, we you, could smell it through the freaking packaging as it was that. sealed. Yeah, it, it was through, as it was sealed, you could a uh, concentrate no less, not and, flour. Yeah, and yeah. and popping it open, it's like being punched in the can in the face oh. with this candy grapefruit kind of yummy, smell. yummy, yummy, yummy. Absolutely great. Now we're gonna be using the puff coat. Yeah, I'm so excited, the puff you guys. Peak. Um, we uh, got uh, our hands on one recently. Yes. Um, awesome. Santa little brought it early for Christmas. Yeah, I highly <laughs> recommend you look into this thing. Um, we've been using a little bit, and uh, and uh, uh, we're kind of getting used to the. Yeah. It's definitely you know it's different than a normal rig. Right. It's battery operated. Right. It's not your e nail that mm-hmm. you plug into your wall. Even you right. know it's completely mobile. Yes, um, it's got its own carrying yeah. case. Now, one thing we have determined that when you're first using it, we like to put it on the highest temperature setting, which is not like Nick and I. Nick no. and I really like our low temps. We like our turp tastes and all that stuff. So, But we've noticed with the ceramic um, portion of this, that where you actually put the product, yeah. that it takes a little while for that ceramic element, to, the ceramic in, underneath that element to heat up. So we put it on the highest setting for the first couple dabs, and we've been very happy with that. Now, also, you need to keep the carb, uh, you need to keep the carb cap on. That seems to make a big difference as well. With the with the amount the hit that the the size of the hit that you're gonna get. Now, one thing I do really like about this again, you can take it anywhere. You're not you don't have a torch. You're not doing that archaic street crap. And also with the torch, you get things super hot, and then it cools quickly. So you don't have this consistency to regulate the temperature like you do in a machine like this. It yeah. has three different temperature <coughs> settings. And like I said, we start out at the highest, and yeah. then we get ourselves down. As we've taken a couple dabs, and we're using it again, and again, it's already slightly, you know, preheated. Like like we said, I don't think it's it's exact to a temperature amount, but it does get it. I mean, even the highest setting is still on the spectrum of a low temp dab. Ooh, look at me. Who am I? Who are you? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm God. That's a huge hit, isn't it? Uh, I'll try it. 
Um, but yeah, it's a it's a really cool piece. Uh, you can get quite a few uh, hits out of it between you need, between needing to cha- charge it. I was worried that it was going to be one of those pieces yeah. where you get maybe five dabs. Yeah, that's and what I was worried about too. Would be dead and yeah. it's useless. But um, no, not the case. No, its battery lasts a, a good amount of time. I'd say probably. I think we're getting probably at least. 15 hits out of it before before we're having to recharge it so um yeah it's a really cool piece highly recommended anyway back to the oil because that's what we're spotlighting oh here oh my god the taste freaking better than the smell how is that possible i don't know but it's totally how is true that? it tastes amazing uh it's super smooth it's got i mean immediately hits you with this awesome oh. Headband kind of effect and and is very cerebral, very creative. It just Um, elevates your mood like pretty much instantly. Yeah, really. Total, total. So we didn't even talk about our rating system. (gasps) For shame on us. For shame on us. Well, we'll start about talking about it now. We have our weird rating system where we don't tell you if one to ten or good or bad. Right. We are going to tell you what we think. What family family member. member. You should smoke this strain with. Um, right. Before we get to that, though, we do have a couple more uh, things we want to talk about about this concentrate. Right. First of all, Golden Grams is a company uh, makes some awesome high-end extracts. They're also related to legit gold-infused joints, Ooh. as well as Uncle Riggy's yes. concentrates. Yes. Um, so, and if uh, you can get your hands on a legit, a legit, a legit joint, do. It, yeah. They're fabulous they're, and worth every penny you will pay for it. Yeah, and they're really consistent. That's what I like about them most is that I, you know, uh, there are some, a lot of infused joints that are very inconsistent. Uh, yeah. As far as one purchase to the next and how they'll burn, how right. it'll hit you, but they're very consistent. And um, I've had good reviews about the Uncle Riggs. Uh, just full disclosure, we were going to do the Uncle Riggs, and then we saw the Golden Grams, and we had a hard decision to make. And I think we even discussed flipping a quarter, and the Golden yeah. Grams won. So, but <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Golden Grams is great. I really like it. Um, so uh, you're going to be seeing this in shops for anywhere between 36 and 40 bucks uh, out the door for right. a gram, uh, which is on the higher end price-wise right now, but worth, worth every it. penny. Worth it. Yeah, you're not going to take a lot to make it happen for yourself here. Seriously, yeah. it's, it's pretty much a one to two hit wonder. Also, I wanted to say something about the price of the Puffco. The Puffco mm, is yeah. probably about anywhere from... 375 to 425 depending on where you get it. Yeah. Now again, I love this product. Is it worth the money? That's up to you, but it is it is a well-made device. It works really well and it's got it, you know, you can take it anywhere and it's not archaic and it's yeah. a well-made piece of equipment. Do you know if they have a warranty? I don't know if they have a warranty. Look up if they have a warranty, listeners. Uh <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so, yeah. Now, who would we smoke this with? Who, what family member would we smoke? Now, what, see, what, what would you, who's, I'm so happy right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I would like my mom to feel this happy. Yeah. And so, even though my mom's never smoked pot a day in her life, I feel like I would want her to smoke, I would want to smoke this with her. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I, I could, I yeah. could see that. Yeah. But wait, your mom's never smoked. No. And you're going to do a dab with her. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. I'm gonna make her jump processing. in. Processing. I'm gonna make her jump in with both feet, and you know she's only gonna be good for the one hit anyway. So you might as well make it count. Just destroy her. Oh my Either God. she'll have like a really good time, or, or she'll be yeah. like yelling at me, Susan, take me to the hospital right now. <laughs> Call your cousin Joel, make him be there before we get there. <laughs> He's a doctor, he'll know what to do. Oh I can't God. find the bottom of my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I can't feel my hands. Ah, where's my life alert? <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, that's so yeah, I would want to smoke it with my mom. That's a choice. <laughs> now, what would you want to smoke this with? Um. <laughs> so when I was a kid, I had an imaginary friend. Oh, Josiah. Josiah. Yes. Pray tell, where did you come up with this name? I don't have it any sounds clue. Biblical. I have Are you no, in Sunday school? Or I, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Like I don't even know. Like this is when I was very young, so I don't I, even know how I knew the name Josiah. I know, right? Let's not like. There's John, Josiah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> just <laughs> tilling the fields. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you but, had Josiah. Yeah. So I had Josiah, um, and uh, but I just feel like this is a super cerebral creative like this is just getting my mental juices flowing and you know who better to bounce my ideas off of special friend than a creative special friend who will listen to my high ramblings (laughs) and not judge me at all right i mean we did to be fair we did have our arguments oh that's sweet you guys had arguments yeah 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 yeah. me myself and i do that occasionally Mm -hmm. but we work it out well (laughs) Uh, you know, there was one argument that we had one time where we had a piece of printer paper and we were arguing over which side was the top and which was the bottom. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. That's adorable because as we all know, it doesn't matter. Totally inconsequential. (laughs) No point. I love that you were having an argument with your imaginary friend about this though. About pointless things. That's, that's what I feel like doing after smoking this. Now I too had an imaginary friend. I was an only child. So you know how you used to blame things on your sibling? Well, I didn't have Mm -hmm. the benefit of that. So I tried to blame it on this imaginary friend, Cindy until (laughs) one day my mom pointed out that, you know, imaginary friends don't have real bodies and ergo can't not do the things that you were accusing her of, (laughs) which was a real bummer. And I had, Oh shit. I didn't think about that. Became the cat's fault from there on out. And that Improvise, cat had opposable thumbs that it hid from my mother. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. So, anyway, that's our that's our, our review. Our review. Yes. Those, these golden grams and that Puffco, what a lovely marriage. Highly recommend yeah. both of them. Yeah, yes, was, this, for sure. I'm going to, as soon as we turn this off. I'm going to smoke a lot more of that. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Now, thanks for listening to Cannabis Nation. We hope this has had, helped shed light on your most burning questions and dankest desires. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Cannabis Nation Podcast. This is Susan. And this is Nick. And Niana. Hello and welcome to Cannabis. <laughs> At least we didn't get far. <laughs> Can't even say the name of our damn podcast. <laughs>
Fuck. <laughs> Who are we? <laughs> Couldn't tell you. <laughs> Literally, apparently.